This is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones of MrsChristyJones.com. Episode number 107. How do you manage overwhelm? Do you shut down? Do you squeeze it all in? Or do you just deal with the stress of all of it as it comes? Whatever your method, in today's episode, I want to give you a few tips that have helped me go from overwhelmed to, oh, I got this. Up next on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. Welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Little-Jones. I'm a relationship coach, a marriage and family champion, and the chief cheerleader for women all over the world. The Wife Wisdom Podcast is a real conversation designed to help you cultivate the heart of a wife. If you are single and desire to be married, if you are newly married and want to thrive as a wife, or if you are a seasoned wife and just need a little encouragement staying a wife, you are in the right place. If you are new to our podcast, woohoo! Welcome to the family. I am thrilled that you are here. And if you are already a part of my tribe and you don't already know, I love and appreciate you. In today's episode, I'm talking about managing overwhelm. I thought that this topic was perfect for the season of life that many of us find us in. We are dealing with a pandemic. We are dealing with a daily shift of change because there's so much unknown. There's so much uncertainty. And if you are anything like me and you like to have a plan, you like to be a little organized, you like to know what's going on (laughs) and you're having to shift throughout the day, not only your expectations, but Whatever it is that you can control, you're having to reevaluate what those things are on each day. So let's talk about managing overwhelm. I, let me admit, I have felt overwhelmed the last few months. And it's really, you know, and I, I don't know if overwhelm is necessarily the right word, but I feel like my brain does not turn off. I feel like there are so many things that I need to be doing. I feel like there are, I cannot really focus on one thing because I have 20 things to be doing. And, you know, and so I just kind of categorized it as overwhelm. But I think that I'm not alone. I feel like when I talk to my my closest friends or even my coaching clients and um, the people who are in my tribe, I feel like they're a little overwhelmed too. And that is why I wanted to talk a little bit about what I've done most recently that has helped me to manage the overwhelm to the point of feeling a lot calmer, a lot more at peace, being able to shut down my brain from working overtime. And so let's go ahead and get started. So the very first thing that I even teach my clients that is such an an important skill to do when it comes to just kind of regrounding yourself and repurposing your, your, your day or your actions or your focus, your effort, your behavior, those kind of things. So it's called morning pages and ultimately it is a it's a journaling exercise. And so with morning pages or just journaling and what that is is that is where you journal first thing in the morning. As soon as you wake up, 
you start writing and you write for three pages. And it's a continuous flow of what you are hearing in your mind, so to speak. So what this does is it really reconnects you with your spirit. It reconnects you with your intuition, your heart, with clarity and focus within, from the inside out. It's a an, an amazing exercise where you literally every day you wake up, When you wake up, the very first thing you do is journal. It takes about 30 minutes, but you journal. And mind you, when you get started, all you may be thinking are your to-do lists. So I want to encourage you to write those down. So if it's bullet points of all the things that you need to do, just get it out because that's the idea to get it out. And you, when you complete the three pages, that is it. You don't look at them again. You don't reread them, you don't erase, you don't rewrite, you just, it's just the flow of consciousness that you are wanting to put into play into your life. Because this really does reconnect you, it helps you to get refocused, and it really brings a lot more clarity to the things that you are thinking, the things that are coming up for you each and every day. So journal is number one. When you wake up in the morning, very first thing you do is you start journaling. And this ultimately is start, whether it's a dream that you had um, during the night, just write it all out. If it's a letter to someone, if it's a letter to yourself, to God, if it's just a, um, a to-do list, because after you get to, you know, after you get that initial, those initial thoughts out, it may lead you into something else that is more um, more streamlined or more of a flow of, of what it is that you are thinking and that you are feeling. And again, you stop at three pages. Now, if you have an eight by 10, it's gonna be a little bit long, a little bit longer. If it's five by seven size, if it's a journal or if it's pieces of paper, but whatever it is, you write three pages, that's it. And you do not look at it again. Okay, so that is the very first thing in in your steps to dealing with overwhelm is number one, journaling. Number two is write everything in your brain down. So many people refer to it as a brain dump. This is going to be really important. So overwhelm typically is because our brains or our minds are overwhelmed because we are constantly thinking, we're constantly trying to manage, we're constantly trying to remember things that are stuck in our brain. So if we can get them out of our brain down on paper, it really frees up the the stress (laughs) that we are placing ourselves under and it helps free up more room for margins. You know, one of the things that my husband always laughs about or teases me about literally the 19 years we've been together is that I live in the margins. That's not by purpose. That's not on purpose or by design. I don't want to live in the margins. I like having boundaries. I like having margins. It's just I hadn't learned how to manage all that's on my plate. And I think it's because one of the things he says is that everything cannot be a a priority A. Well, for me, I try to live my life where everything was a priority A, and that is what contributed to overwhelm. So one of the things that is really helpful is to write everything down, do a brain dump. And so when I say everything, you know, it may take a couple of days for you to write everything down for you to remember, but write it all 
down. It may also help to, you know, when you are doing your morning pages or your journaling, some of that may come out on there as well. So write everything down and it doesn't matter what it is. If it's you need to register to vote, if it's need, you need to um, send um, your mom flowers, write all of it down everything. You need to look for a new cleaning lady. If you need to fix the the lights in your child's bedroom, write everything down. Okay. So once you write everything down, the next step is you are going to look through all of those things and you're going to categorize them. Now, one of the things that I've done, which has really helped is I've created categories for my life. So they include body business, family, work, spiritual, self-care, finances, and long-term bucket list. Now yours may look a little different. Now for me, body is my physical aspect. So I categorize like nutrition and exercise, all of that under that. Business is my my purpose and my, my personal business. Then um, I have family, work is my nine to five job. And then spiritual Self-care is me, personal, like my personal care, finances, and then long-term bucket list. So create your categories. What, and again, you want, you know, you may have subcategories, but ultimately for this second step, after you do the brain dump, you want to create categories. Now, once you create your categories, you are going to categorize everything that's in the brain dump. So you've, you now go through your brain dump, it could be two pages, three pages, and now you're going to transfer each item that's on your brain dump into the category that you've created. So if you've created, so for body, it may be, you know, you may be wanting to try um, a plant-based diet or trying keto, or you may want to eliminate sugar or, you know, and then also exercise three times a week or five times a week. Um, the other thing is you want to, anything having to relate that relates to your body or your physical that goes under, um, you might want to do, um, you know, run a 5K race, put that under body. Then you want to do that for each category. And once you cross off something that's on the brain dump and you put it on, transfer it to the, the categories, categories, then you just cross it off. Okay. And you go through everything on the brain dump and then categorize it. The third step is to prioritize for whatever season you are in. Now, before you prioritize, I want you to ask yourself a couple of questions. I want you to ask yourself, where are you right now in this season. So when I say, where are you? I want you to ask yourself, where am I in life right now? So if you are about to have a baby, right? Your life is about to change. If you just recently had a baby or you just recently got married or recently divorced or recently an empty nester or recently adopted a child, like, You've got to be very honest with yourself as to where are you right now in life because how you manage life when you are a new mom or you're about to have a baby or you just get married and you're a new wife or you just get divorced and you're trying to figure out what life is going to look like, it changes how you're able to manage life. 
Okay. So you've got to be very honest. Now, what I've learned over the years is that being honest with yourself is very challenging. It's really difficult to, to be honest because we think we're being honest with ourselves, but we're really not. And so the other thing is you may want to ask someone who's really close to you to help you to manage what's real and what's not real. So I have to ask my husband all the time, like, is it realistic for me to think that I can do this? Is it realistic for me to, and you know, my husband is the complete opposite of me when it comes to um, (laughs) living in the margins or filling his life. Um, So one of the things that I want to, when you're asking yourself, where are you in life? I want you to also identify, are you an overachiever? Are you a perfectionist? Are you a superpreneur? Are you a, you know, life liver? Meaning when I say life liver, you go all out. Like you want to experience life to its max, the very fullest of aspect of life. You don't want to miss a piece of it. These people have to really be very intentional with how you are going, how you are, where you are in life and how you can handle the capacity of all that you want to do. Okay. So where are you in life right now? Where are you? Where are you in your mindset? Okay. Where are you in heart? Where are you in your truth? So where are you in life? Where are you in your mindset? Where are you in your heart? And where are you in your truth? Those things are so important to recognize before you can even move to this third step of prioritizing for this season. Now, when I say this season, your season could be seven days. Your season could be 30 days. It could be three months. It could be six months. But the idea is that I want you to do a a shorter period of time because of the nature of our world and where we are right now during this pandemic. There's so much unknown. There's so much uncertainty. There's a lot of stress around all of that for many of us because we don't know and we, we're feeling like, what's going on? Like we, we're trying to be really be grounded. We're trying to reground ourselves. And so I'm hopeful that these exercises and these skill building exercises will help you reground yourself to a place where you now can feel less overwhelmed and less stressed out because you are putting these things into place and into practice in your life. So where are you in life? So for me, I am, I have three teenagers. They're all doing digital learning right now, which is very new. Two of them are in brand new schools. And so, you know, friendships, they have not had the opportunity to create or make or build these friendships at these new schools because they're doing things digitally. And um, also um, I'm dealing with my dad's health and his battle with cancer. And so where am I in life? My family is definitely priority. It's always a priority. But you know, sometimes, you know, it kind of can go on autopilot. But right now it needs a little bit more focus and attention. So that may be one of my priorities. Now, when you are looking at your list of category categories, I have eight right now, I probably have more. But (laughs) I do have eight specific categories that I have placed 
things that were on my brain dump list in two. Now you cannot focus well on eight categories. This is why we are overwhelmed because we're trying to manage and do all of them, making them all a priority at the same time. That's not, even though we want to do that, even though, you know, we're overachievers, perfectionists and superpreneurs and, you know, we are excited, the things that we're excited about, it's not fair to our bodies, to our minds, to our families, to our self-care. It's not fair to even even our hearts, right? To think that we can do all eight things and all 20 things inside the eight categories all at the same time. So one of the things that I've had to learn is to not only prioritize it, but only pick two to three categories to focus on for that the period of time that I've set. So if it's seven days, if it's 30 days, if it's six months, three months, 100 days, whatever, that that the three categories is what's going to be my priority and my focus. Now, if there are other things that might bleed into other categories that I may, you know, kind of do or pick up along the way in conjunction with the three priorities, then great, that's wonderful. But in the meantime, I've had to select my focus and release the rest. So this is where you select your focus and release the rest. It's challenging for us to release sometimes because we think that if we can't do it all, that we're a failure. That is a lie. That is straight up lie. And we believe that if we ask for help, that we failed. Another lie. Number two. So When you prioritize, select your focus and release the rest. Practice this. Practice on focusing on those things that you've chosen. Practice focusing on or refocusing. And if you if you like if you like to do this only for seven days, do it every week, right? So on Sunday, this is where you are, you know, picking your categories so that Monday through Saturday or Monday through Sunday, you now, you know, focus on those three priorities and then you do three new priorities or maybe the same priorities the following week. And really start getting into the habit of holding yourself accountable to prioritizing. This is a, a simple step that, many time management and organization companies and gurus focus on. We can't, we have to choose what's going to be the priority. Everything cannot be the priority. That's what sends us into overwhelm is when we've chosen too many priorities. And so I want to encourage you to select your focus and release the rest. This was a challenge and has been a challenge for me and so many other ladies, especially um, I remember learning it very early on in my marriage when my husband and I, we had three babies in three years and I literally felt terrible because I couldn't keep up with the cleaning the house. And so I had to, but again, three babies in three years, I had three in diapers for a period of time and I had to learn to release the rest. It took some time to really give myself permission to not be Superman, Superwoman, and wear the cape, to give myself permission to take the cape off. I remember deliberately saying, I can no longer wear the cape. And ladies, I'm giving you permission to take the cape off. You are just as amazing. You are just as beautiful. You are just as capable. You are just as awesome, flawless, fearless, 
and fantastic if you do 20 things or two, right? Let me tell you why. Because you've created margins for yourself. You've created boundaries and you are no longer people pleasing. You are learning to know who you are. You're discovering who you are. You're discovering your capacity. You're discovering what serves you and what feeds you and what feels you, what helps you to feel wonderful and amazing. If it's eight hours of sleep, and that means that you are no longer able to do certain things at night with your spouse or with your children, guess what? That serves you in order to give you eight hours of sleep, which helps you to become a better version of yourself. You, I, I give you permission to do that. And guess what? When you give yourself permission to do that, other people will align with that permission. But we've got to be the ones to give ourselves the, the, the permission. And I think that's the best word, the permission to do that. And I, it took me years to give myself permission because, again, I'm a recovered people pleaser. <laughs> Sometimes still in, it bounce back to recovery, but I am a recovered people pleaser. And so I had to give myself permission to not only create margins and boundaries in my life, but I also want to give you permission to shift. If your priority changes in the middle of your week or the middle of your season of whatever time frame that you've given yourself, that you give yourself permission to shift that. So for example, if body is your focus or your priority this week or the next 30 days, and you find that 10 days in, you have not started, you have not exercised one day, you have not, um, you've, you've not tried that new recipe that you said you were going to do for the next 30 days, I give you permission, permission to shift the priority. So then maybe doing, you know, some body is not the priority for 30 days. Maybe it becomes finances because you found yourself wanting to do more in that area. You're saving more, you're paying off more bills, whatever that is, that may become the priority 10 days into your 30 days. And guess what? That is okay. Because you are doing things that serve you. You are putting things into place and to practice that are not only going to serve you, but that they are going to help support you becoming a better version of yourself. And I feel like permission is the key word here. We've got to give ourselves permission. We don't need permission from other people. We've got to give ourselves permission to do these things that help us to manage all of the different tasks and and responsibilities and hats that we wear in our lives as women. And so with all of these things, um, the last thing I want or the last um, technique or suggestion or tip that I have for you is to become a delegator. This is so freeing, ladies, because oftentimes we don't delegate because a couple things. One, we have control issues, right? Because we don't think, we think if we delegate it, that it's not going to be done the way we want. Or if we delegate it, it's not going to be done the way we'd like. Or if we delegate it, that it won't get done at all. So we take it on ourselves 
to do it ourselves when it's something that could easily be delegated. And we've again have to release the expectation sometimes that it's done the way we want it because by delegating, it allows us to create margins in our lives, right? So for example, I learned to start delegating when my kids were young and I had to start really asking for help from my husband because my expectation was that he would offer it. My expectation was that he would even see that there needed to be help, that I needed help, right? If you see me running around and picking up toys and trying to get the kids in the bath and doing the dishes and washing laundry and you're sitting on the couch watching TV, guess what? I found out that he thought I had everything under control. He thought that everything was okay. Mind you, I'm talking, I'm murmuring under my breath. I can't believe that he's just sitting there watching TV and he sees me running around like a chicken with, you know, crazy. And so I had to open my mouth, ladies, open your mouth and ask for help. Hey, babe, do you think you can wash the dishes? Do you think you can bathe Sky? Um, babe, do you think you can wash the clothes and fold them for me and put them away in, in each of the kids rooms? Do you think that you can help me by babe? Do you think you can help me by going to the store and grabbing? Hey, babe, do you think you can help? I started delegating. Continue to practice this delegate the things that you that that can help support you being the best version of yourself. It does not mean that you're a failure. It does not mean that you can't do it or you're not capable or you're not good enough. It doesn't mean any of those things. It means that you're smart enough, that you're wise enough to know (laughs) that you need help in this area and that you are willing to release or relinquish any control, any expectations around how the other person that you're delegating it to does it. This is perfect for my new moms. Yes, you want to make baby food for your children. You want them to have nothing processed. Then you get to a place of overwhelm. And then you say, hey, dad, can you, you know, feed the kids? And he brings home McDonald's and you panic. (gasps) No, I had that moment as well. You know what? McDonald's is not going to hurt them, right? It's not going to hurt them one time. And I, I need some support so that I am not overwhelmed because it's not good for anyone. It's not good for my level of stress. It's not good for my husband. It's not good for my health or my children. So if he wants to bring in McDonald's, because that's the way he knows how to help me, great. I learned to release it. I learned to let it go. So those are some of the very simple, easy tips that I have implemented, that I have used most recently to help me to manage overwhelm. And I have to tell you that it is so freeing. It it was so helpful to be able to implement all of these very specific exercises, skill building exercises to help me to be able to sit on my couch, turn off my phone, turn off the computer, watch a movie without multitasking, to be able to enjoy the presence, being present in watching the movie at home, right? And not trying to be, you know, do something on social media or, you know, talk to the kids or I can be present and enjoy my intention, my intentional action of watching this movie. It was great. 
it was wonderful, but I, I had to build in margins. I had to build in boundaries to be able to, to do those things. So that is um, what I have for you today. I hope that it was helpful. Um, please share with me how this has encouraged you, how this has helped you, especially even with morning pages, how you are reconnecting with your creative self, your creative spirit, and how clarity and more focus is showing up in your life. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I hope that it was encouraging, inspiring, supportive, or just maybe it made you feel like you were not alone. And so thank you for joining me. If we are not connected yet, I would love to connect with you over on social media on Instagram at wife.wisdom. And we can connect there. Please DM me how the Wife Wisdom Podcast has encouraged you, how it has supported you, how it has been brought up aha moments for you. I read and value and cherish all of the testimonies that I receive from you. So please, please, please keep them coming. And if you have not already rated our podcast on iTunes, please do so. You would just go to iTunes. You could go down to the very first episode where it will say, write a review. And so by writing a review, it helps other women who are looking for the Wife Wisdom Podcast to find it. And so please rate and review our podcast and it helps other people to find uh, our, our different episodes. So again, thank you so much for not only joining, but continuing to share this with your family, your friends, your sister circle. I so appreciate you and value your consistent listenership. So have an amazing week and I look forward to connecting with you next week. The Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones was created to help you cultivate the heart of a wife by giving you practical tools, tips, and techniques to live happily ever after. Well, at least most of the time. <laughs> so until next week, keep learning, keep listening, and keep love first. Bye-bye.